This is the TN Catch-Up with Jess Gibson, founder of the TN Card, a podcast produced by The Big Chat. Jess brings you, our members, the inside scoop on TN Card News and what's going on in our high streets in Tombridge, Tombridge Wells and Sevenoaks. Plus, in each episode, we catch up with our TN Card partners to explore what they're doing in our communities. So, let's take some time to catch up. Hello and thanks for joining me for my latest TN Catch-Up. The idea behind these podcasts is to give you all the latest news on what's going on at the TN Card. I also chat to some of our fantastic TN Card partners. This week I am speaking to Darren at Bean Smith and Coffee Roasters, but before I do, here's our latest news. Well, the big news for me this time is that I attended the Kent Women in Business Awards in Maidstone last Friday, where I was surprised and honoured to be a runner-up in the Community Champion category. It's meant a lot to get recognition like that, and it was really special to see the wonderful Dawn from Nourish Community Food Bank scoop the award. What she and her team have achieved over the past 18 months to help so many people in desperate need is remarkable. This Wednesday, I'm looking forward to exhibiting at the Seven Oaks Business Show at the new Batten Ball Centre on Bradbourne Vale Road. My space has been sponsored by local business FM Conway and I'm looking forward to spreading the word about the TN card to the Seven Oaks business community and talking to everyone who attends. It's a free event and open to everyone and takes place from 10am to 2pm. If you're free that day to attend, please come and find me. It'd be great to see you. In Tunbridge Wells, the old auction house has recently opened near the Pantiles and owner Jordan is sourcing the very best food and drink to sell in his food hall. It's an incredible venue and he really is going all out to create something very special. The old auction house is now a partner and members can enjoy 10% off all purchases when showing their card. Thank you to Trinity Theatre in Tunbridge Wells who have joined the TN card also. Trinity is an invaluable resource for the community and is a charitable organisation that brings live productions, cinema and all kinds of other events to the town. We'll be supporting the team in many ways and will have rewards on select events. For details, keep an eye on their page at the Leisure Directory and our events page. There are a couple of events coming up which I'd like to mention. Firstly, I've been invited to speak at a Women in Business event at the Zero Waste Company on the 30th of September. The panel will be discussing our biggest professional mistakes and how we overcame them. And the evening will be part networking, part social events, so everyone goes away feeling inspired and more confident. Members receive 10% off tickets. Find details in the events directory. Then in October, we have two exclusive TN card events with complimentary tickets for members. The Lodge and Tumage Wells invite members to an evening of cocktails, tastings and shopping on the 15th of October. Tickets are going fast, but there are still a handful left. Then on Saturday, the 24th of October, Bean Smitten are inviting members to join them for a morning to learn all about coffee. Tickets for this event go live today. Both are on the events page of the TN card website. And finally, I'm ending again by talking about Christmas. As I posted a little teaser last week on social media about the TN Card Christmas Shopping Guide. I've started work on it already and it will be back this year, bigger and better than ever. And this time it's going to be printed too, with me posting a copy out to every member. It will be landing on doormats on the 1st and 2nd of December, so keep an eye out. 
And that's all my news for now, so time for my guest chat. Dan, you've been a value partner of the TN Cards since the launch and sponsored the event by serving your coffees at the launch party at Hotel Devan last February. Thank you for that. Yeah, that seems like a long time ago now. Um, I think, yeah, it was Doesn't actually it last February. <laughs> yeah, just before the world went it's crazy. Only last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, it seems. Yeah, but yeah, it was a yeah good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know what would be in store. I know. After weeks. Yeah, yeah, did go a bit but mad after that. Why did you say yes to joining the TN card? Um, we thought it was um, a really good idea to um, get other businesses local businesses all in the same room and sort of create kind of a I don't know kind of a network amongst local businesses and way for them to connect with um, consumers and offer them something back um, I've always lived and worked in and around Tunbridge Wells so sort of Tunbridge Wells is quite sort of dear to me and sort of to sort of be able to connect with customers in and around Tunbridge Wells, I think it's very important. Mm. What's been nice about the scheme is the way the partners have connected through it, as well as the consumers, the members. So it's really great to see collaborations happening on the back of it. Yeah, I love collaborations. They're, they're really um, important and, um, you know, they can introduce um, one business to another business's um, customers and people can just discover things that they didn't know was on their doorstep mm. exactly and it's amazing how many treasures we have locally that we even myself I'm always discovering new things even at 19 months into this process um Darren should we start by talking about your amazing coffees yeah you have three great taste award-winning blends don't you what are they called and can you tell us about them yeah um we are um now what they call a great taste producer which means that we've consistently won um, awards sort of since 2018 um, and um, we have as you say three blends um, we have a medium roast a, a darker roast and um, something a bit more adventurous sort of maybe a little bit fruity um, and uh, the classic blend is our kind of if you like our our house blend and um, where we supply coffee to a, a shop or a, or a cafe um, that's basically the one that they would be used as, using as the base for their their drinks like lattes flat whites um, makes a really good espresso nice and balanced chocolatey bold sweet finish um, then there's a slightly darker one which we came up with a name revive blend for and it sort of dates back to when i used to do um farmers markets at the beginning and people were saying oh darren you know this was like early morning and like still a <laughs> bit of mist in the air and i said darren love that classic blend but have you got anything a bit stronger Hit me something stronger yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything a bit stronger and, and as a specialty roaster we were like oh you know we're a bit you know scared about roasting beans too dark because we've selected these coffees to sort of really highlight their flavors and coffee is the same as anything else if the, if the more you roast it the more sort of the natural flavors you sort of roast away and in our case they go up the chimney and so it's sort of a it was a finely balanced thing and i sort of went as far as i as i as i dared on it it's definitely not like an italian blend 
terms. You wouldn't see a very, mm. you wouldn't see a sheen on the coffee or anything like that. But what we've managed to do is, is sort of develop those sugars and sweetness into more of a kind of a caramel finish on the coffee. And, um, the, it has a darker crema, a slightly richer taste. And that is certainly our bestseller online. And, I was going to um, say it's my favorite. So it's no yeah, surprise it's your bestseller. It's, um, it's got lots of fans and just come to the door continuously. A kilo of the Viaflem face. Um, and then we have <laughs> the the third blend, which is probably the less well known, but it's kind of a the one that kind of just branches out from the the traditional espresso profile, which has been over the years sort of quite chocolatey and sort of nutty. Um, but this one sort of dares to be a little bit different. Um, it introduces some citrus notes from African coffees, and currently we have a a naturally processed Rwandan bean in there and it just lifts the blend slightly it makes it a little bit lighter still works lovely in all the flat whites um, but really good in filter and it starts to just what we wanted to do is we wanted to take people out of the chain coffee shops we wanted to get them into independence with really good quality coffees or get them drinking coffee at home and just then from there, once we sort of like, maybe, I don't know, gain confidence in it, in the, in the product, if you like, then start to introduce them to what else they can discover in the, in the world of coffee. So off mm. start branching off into different origins and so on. So the lovely things about these blends, just sort of, sort of, just sort of finishing sort of comment on the blends is with blends, we have roasted to develop a, a taste profile, uh, a profile that can be um, uh, maintained all year round, even though coffees come and go. So coffees are all seasonal, so one crop is not necessarily available all year. But it's that's our job to maintain that taste, and people can grow accustomed to that taste, and they can keep coming back and keep enjoying that same blend. And that's quite different. Well, that was the question I was going to ask. How much is it the bean, and how much is it the blend that or your roasting that creates that flavour? So it's it's at your end, is it, Darren? Yeah. So with the with the blends, it's that um, it's the composition of the different beans within the blend. So our um, classic and revived blends, they have coffees from Central South America and Indonesia, and it's the way that they're put together and roasted that results in that that flavour profile. And what I was sort of alluding to earlier is that if one of those beans changed slightly or we had to source it from somewhere else, it's our job as a roaster to adjust that blend and through a process of continuously tasting, experimenting and re-evaluating to sort of maintain that overall taste profile. And that's where blends are. But there are a whole load of other coffees that we enjoy because of the characteristics of that bean and maybe the processing method that was used after that coffee was harvested and that's where the single origin comes single origin coffees come in um, which we sort of view as a kind of a ever rotating um, selection of sort of special editions or seasonal coffees mm. um, that people can sort of work their way through and I think that's where my interest is and that's probably what keeps me interested in sort of trying as many different coffees as I possibly can. Yes. 
How many seasonal varieties do you have at the moment? We have around half a dozen different single origin. So they're either single farm, single estate, or from a farmer's cooperative. And um, they, we tend to sort of get one or two new ones a month and maybe a couple sort of drop out. So we kind of have a rolling program of, of single origin coffees that follows the various sort of harvest seasons around the world. Well, I visited your workshop and you've explained to me the process behind your roasted coffee beans. You showed me how to roast. And it's obvious that you put a tremendous amount of care and thought into each bag of coffee. I was really impressed by how much you genuinely care about being ethical and fair as possible throughout the production process. Where do you source your beans from? Do you go direct or do you have a coffee merchant? Yeah, we work with a trader who are based in Lewis and um, on our behalf they currently travel the world and um, they visit and seek out um, typically sort of small family-run farms um, that are doing an incredible job with coffee. These are people who have um, decided to move away from the coffee commodity market um, and uh, you know because coffee is after all traded in the same way as like gold as well you know other other commodities like the oil there is a whole different market for that they've decided to step away from that and actually focus on the coffee and um, come up with a sort of high quality product and so our partners uh, they seek out farms that are doing a really 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 good job and they have a process of continual um, reinvestment and education and training in those farms and because the quality has gone up the price that the farmer gets paid goes up as well and there are often um, programs of um, investment and um, complementary uh, uh, scheme set up so like there's a there was like one athletic scholarship um, for girls that was supported in Ethiopia called Girls Got to Run, and um, we literally had bags of coffee in here with the girl's name printed on it. That that it was her scholarship for every cup of coffee roasted from that sack or brewed. Wow! Uh, it, was, it was supporting that girl in her scholarship, and. So the whole process is completely traceable right down to the farm or single estate. And um, yeah, everything's done very Down to individuals, that's incredible. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and presumably when you go into a coffee shop such as Starbucks or Costa, you have no assurance for where, the, where those beans have come from. Um, I think in fairness to those chains, it's, you know, they've sort of caught on to this now a little bit and they understand um, it's a little bit more important. So uh, it's, it's something that I think um, driven by specialty um, roasters and um, uh, sort of like the third wave of coffee, it kind mm. of has an impact throughout the sector. Um, but I think it's certainly something that we as independent roasters possibly make more noise about. Um, there is a certain, yeah, I mean, there is a certain brand that people follow when they're going to a chain. So they're looking for a mm. brand. Uh, we're looking for a story and, um, and uh, you know, that's, that's our approach.
Yeah, but but buying from you, a small team with such transparency, we really do have the assurance that it's going to the right people. And to actually have sacks like you mentioned in the workshop, that's an incredible story. Yeah, it's um, really you nice. You roast uh, by hand. Sorry, carry on. No, I think it's just to say, you know, Darren, it's really, you go. really nice story to tell. And, um, you know, there's a different story behind every coffee. And that was just one example. And um, we like to have the information there so people can look, you know, request and uh, mm. sort of dig into it if they wish. Um, or they can just equally enjoy a really good cup of coffee. You hand roast every batch of beans yourself and you do it in small quantities several times a week, don't you? We do, yeah. So we have um, a six kilo cast iron roaster and um, that's gas fired and um, each batch that goes in, someone supervises that batch and makes sure it follows a particular roast profile that we've laid out for that coffee. And um, that roast profile determines how that coffee tastes in the cup, um, whether it feels sort of like quite a full coffee in the mouth or uh, sort of something a bit lighter or fruitier. And what we're trying to achieve is, one, to get the very best we can out of that coffee, and that can only be accomplished by running several de test roasts and tasting them. But then secondly, once we've got to that point, we want to keep consistency there and it's that um, we feel it's, it's still important to have that connection with the roasting that um, is some, sometimes lost through sort of larger industrial processes. Mm. If you're tasting as you go along, how much coffee are you getting through each day? Oh, how much do I drink? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I would say I taste more coffee than I drink. Um, so it's a little bit like wine tasting. You, you, mm. If you know, if you um, if, if you were tasting wine and you swallowed every time, then you wouldn't really get through the day. Uh, and it's a similar story um, with coffee. Uh, so I personally, I probably enjoy sort of two to three cups of coffee a day. Um, I tend to go for if I if I sort of choosing what I drink, I'm probably go for a filter coffee generally black coffees now since I sort of got into this I would, I would have always been a latte person biggest biggest latte you could get in the past um but That's now me. now it now it's um mm. now it's uh filter coffees and just trying to taste all the individual flavor notes uh through through those coffees you must have such a sophisticated palate now but you haven't been doing this for long. Is it seven years, eight years that you've been running? I reckon it's about seven years coming up on eight. Uh, so in back in 2014, I took, took some workshop space and um, put a roaster in here and uh, started literally roasting two afternoons a week, maybe like two or three batches, switch it off again. Uh, that was having previously... But you were a finance exec before, weren't you, Darren? That's right, yeah. What so I made was... you quit the rat race and go into coffee? Uh, so, I think Costa Coffee opened up at the bottom of my road. So I worked right in the middle of Tunbridge Wells, and mm. there's a bit in the middle now which you can't really 
if you're new to Tunbridge Wells, you won't really know it, but it's called five ways and it's like a convergence of roads on one another. And this is now where Coffee Shop Central is in Tunbridge Wells. And Costa Coffee opened up there. And back in the day, before they were owned by Coca-Cola and before they were owned by Whitbreads, they were independent. And you could go in there and buy loose beans. And amongst other things they did, uh, you could actually go on a day trip to their roastery, which was squirreled away under the arches on the approach to Waterloo Station. So you could go up there and say, all right, I'm a, I'm a barista. I'm going to sort of get hands-on on all these coffee machines. And and then they started to tell you about coffee and you know where it came from, the differences in different types of coffee and very quick look at the roastery and I think that just got me hooked so before then I was just a guy walking up the road with a latte in his hand but then I sort of like okay this is something I really want to do and so now I think that was always at the back of my mind and then I think there's the sort of the second part when specialty coffee shops started to come onto the scene and started to hear about specialty roasters I thought I really want to have a coffee shop and I sort of went round and sort of was trying to sort of work out who was doing the best job of making a cup of coffee and trying to understand what made it different better and then I think eventually an opportunity came up around 2014 like when well, maybe a bit before that for me to actually do something else and at that point it was like right is it going to be a cafe and I think more or less at the last moment having worked in a cafe for a little bit just sort of volunteered um over a sort of period of six months i realized it was about the coffee it wasn't about making smoothies or serving cakes mm. it was about the coffee and the detail behind that and what you could get out of that and there is some parallels that can be drawn between the detail and fiddling around with all of that to my previous life which was like numbers and accountancy um so there is definitely some kind of cut over there and so it was, yeah, from that point, yeah, I knew because what Because you said that roasting coffee, you've said roasting coffee is 50% craft and 50% science. It is. So you're applying yeah. your scientific I, mathematical brain to it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I stand by that. I, I think there's a definite, you can actually, you could, roast a, you could roast a batch of coffee without looking at it at all if you want to. You could just look at the computer and you could sort of monitor temperatures and graphs and that. But to really understand what's going on with the bean, you actually need to sort of stand in front of the roaster and take the little trier out and smell the coffee and you understand that it starts off with having quite a grassy smell that turns to hay um, as the coffee sort of takes on colour. And then it's not until quite late on in the roast that it starts to sort of develop those coffee aromas that most people would be familiar with. And you can visually look at a bean as well and sort of decide whether the roast has kind of reached an appropriate point for you to actually drop the beans into cooling tray. You can actually look at the beans. You can look at the little creases on the surface of the bean and the little silver skin that sort of pops off when it then goes into this first crack phase of the roast, which is like popcorn exploding. And so this is like noises, smells, aromas, so all of those things together compared with that, you know, paired with like the, the data which helps you keep things consistent is, is the whole roasting process. Yeah. 
You've come a long way from a latte drinker, Darren. Yeah, still enjoy flat white. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's a different drink. It's a different experience. Um, we didn't get much opportunity to, to do iced coffees this year. I think we've got about a week. A week yeah. of summer. <laughs> and you you um, say that you took the plunge and rented a workshop. Is that the same workshop you're in now? Say that again? Is the workshop that you first hired in 2018 the workshop yeah. you're in now? It is, but we are bursting at the seams a little bit now. Um, and we have just um, secured some space in an adjoining workshop, which is now going to be our coffee warehouse. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and that, in turn, makes space for um, a larger roasting machine, uh, which uh, we should take delivery of later this year. At the same site? At the same site. At the same site, yeah. So for those who, who don't know, we are um, at a little campsite called Cedar Gables, and that is on the A21, about halfway between Lamberhurst and Flimwell. If you've lived in the area a long time, you may remember the little chef. And we're opposite there. Can we talk about your team, Darren? Because you're you're still a small unit. How many in your team? How many do you have in the workshop with you? So um, on a busy day, there's three of us in the workshop. Um, so it could be me roasting and then uh, two people on uh, uh, production and, and packing. Um, and... Then we have uh, another lady who um, does our social media and, and marketing. And uh, we're also, uh, next week, we have uh, an apprentice roaster starting. Who's, who's Fantastic. That was my next question because I saw yeah. that you were looking for an apprentice. Yeah, we found somebody. And... Um, He's absolutely mad on coffee, and we're really excited that he's started with us on Monday. And, uh, Fantastic. Yeah, he will also be our first full-time employee, other than myself as well. So. And it's incredible that you're allowing someone with a real genuine interest in coffee to get stuck in, join the industry, and learn from the ground up. Yeah, it's um, it's really nice So to sort of stand back from this, actually, and say, actually done all this coffee stuff which was about exploring I suppose selfishly my passion for coffee but actually created some jobs here as well and that's sort of quite a nice thing to think about and um, it's actually really hard to get into the specialty coffee industry um, there's although there's a hell of a lot more specialty coffee roasters around now than when I started those positions within them are actually quite hard to come by and um, yeah, so really delighted to find this sort of like local lad who's um, going to join us next week, and he's already comes with uh, barista skills, and um, he's been doing his homework. So we're excited to, to sort of welcome him on board. It's fantastic news! Yeah. And it just shows how quickly you are growing. If you look at your website, the list of um, cafes and restaurants that you supply to is just growing all the time. So. You offer wholesale and direct to the public. But mm -hmm. we may know some of the restaurants and cafes that you supply. They may even be TN car partners. I saw that you were training the team at Zero Waste Company just yesterday. Yeah, Zero Waste um, in the Pantiles. Um, yeah, Holly and Charlotte and their team. Uh, yeah, they're 
great customers of ours and um, we're always happy to go in there and sort of help them brush up on their barista skills and uh, you know essentially uh, make an espresso such a finickety kind of process you, you really do need to to sort of know what you're doing there are so many variables there and um, it can make all the difference between a good and a sort of mediocre cup of coffee even if you've got the best beans so it really can affect the taste of your coffee absolutely yeah there um there are various it's like how much coffee do you use how much coffee do you get out how long does it take um and lots of sort of visual sort of uh, markers to look for along the way as well so um yeah, so we, we love working um, with our sort of wholesale partners and I was down um, a bit further out towards St. Leonard's yesterday um, near the sea um, just doing a, a similar sort of thing and uh, it's something that we're going to be sort of doing more of um, with our various sort of wholesale partners who are in and around Tunbridge Wells and sort of slightly further afield. It's a brilliant service you provide and just testament again to how much you're passionate about your coffee, your products, and it's a, a real love affair, isn't it, Darren? Thank you. Yeah, I think we really um, care. You know, we're we're not just about bashing it out. We we're really interested on that um, final experience that the the consumer gets in their cup, whether it's drinking it in an independent cafe or whether they're brewing it up at home. Uh, we we just want to help them get the best out of the coffee that they buy. Are there any businesses in Tunbridge and Sevenoaks that stock beans bitten? Um, Tunbridge and Sevenoaks. I know uh, Jem at Mockerfeller, my good friend Jem. Oh, yeah. He has his own special beans bitten blend, does doesn't have he? The, the Mockerfeller, the blend. So it's like um, <laughs> the blend. 007 on the packet, yeah. <laughs> As only uh, Jem would. Yeah. And members can get 10% off their coffee with Jem. They so can. It's good to know it's yes, beans bitten. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, you put me on the spot about other other businesses in and around there. <laughs> you uh, can write in later. Yeah, don't worry. I'll send the answers on a postcard. Yeah. Thanks, Darren. And for consumers like me, we can buy direct on the website. But if if people haven't ordered from you before and they're a bit intimidated when they go in, they see all the different blends. Can they contact you guys for some advice yeah, on starting points? We still have a, a landline phone number. And um, it's not uncommon. Old school. It's not uncommon for people to um, ring up in the day saying, "I'm on your website. Where do I start?" Mm. Yeah. And we would normally say, "Well, you know, how are you going to make it? What equipment have you got? What do you like?" And we can normally match them up with a, a coffee um, pairing quite easily. Um, and yeah, people can use all the social media channels or just send an inquiry through the contact form on the website and we can do the same mm. same thing. We can get back to people fairly quickly. But the way it's specialty coffee, but we want to kind of demystify some of the terms that are used um, in the industry and just really help people you know get the best and sort of enjoy you know a really quality roast. Yeah, and you have different size bags. You have whole bean and ground. We do. You yeah. have a decaf version as well, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, we always run with a um, single origin decaf or a or a blend decaf option, and uh, always one that uses a, a one of the nicer processing methods. So, for example, our decafs are currently 
decaffeinated with sparkling water, which in the broadest layman's terms effectively fizzes the caffeine away. Um, and But it does leave, compared to some of the old solvent-based methods, a lot of the flavour intact, and it's, it's also nicer to get your head around drinking that coffee that's just been treated really yeah. gently. So you're not well. cheating yourself, you just don't not. worry about the caffeine intake. Do you know what, it's actually possible to roast um, one of the sort of more modern method decaffeinated coffees and put it alongside a, you know, a, a caffeinated coffee and, uh, and for people not to be able to tell the difference on the cupping table. Um, so they are that good now. So we we tend to rotate the decaf one one coffee at a time. And as you were also saying that all of our coffees are available um, in two standard sizes. One is like two hundred fifty grams. Um, and then for the people who have kind of beans to cut machines at home, they quite like buying kilos at a time. So that's sort of like that coffee machine is basically always going to be on. So they will get through. Uh, larger quantities of coffee and it's, it's probably better for them to buy it in that way and the smaller bag can also be ground so you don't have to have a grinder to enjoy our coffee we can we can um, grind the coffee for you for whatever uh, coffee maker you've got anything from a cafetiere to a filter drip uh, whole bean freshly ground is always going to be that little bit better because Coffee does actually start to go stale incredibly quickly unless you can keep it air, airtight, and you always get a. In but it's home. easy to grind grind it yourself at home, isn't it? Don't it is, you yeah. Get, well, you can get really grinders small grinder. now. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's not it's not difficult, and I think it's a, it's probably the biggest single upgrade you will ever make to your coffee experience at home buying a grinder. Uh, so yeah, there's um, plenty of options for people. And for those going through a lot of coffee, like myself, you have a subscription service now, which you launched during the lockdown. Yeah, we introduced that and we did a little survey among our customers to find out what, what they would want. And um, people just love flexibility. So uh, we have a flexible coffee subscription service where you can choose from weekly, bi-weekly or once a month deliveries. And you can choose to have the same coffees or a mix of coffees and that can include both our blends and also a rotating single origin coffee which rotates once a month. You can even have it ground if you want and you can pause it if you suddenly find yourself overrun or take a break. And then for the oh, in the unlikely possibility that you're on holiday, you can pause it. Yeah, if you, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully that will be an increasingly <laughs> nice problem to have. Uh, mm. But also the kilo guys, you know, if you've got your beans cut machine, then you can have, um, you know, a kilo delivered as well. So the options are there. And if we're approaching Christmas, so, you know, you can gift it as well. You can set up a gift subscription, you can say, I want this to run for three, six, or nine months, something like that. Yeah, and it's a great way of trying all your different blends without having, you know, you can sit back and they just arrive. Yeah, doorstep. you don't have to decide. <laughs> you can just let us do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the easier the better as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Um, there's obviously packaging involved with online deliveries. Is it important to you to be sustainable and are you taking measures to be environmentally friendly? Yeah, I have to say we haven't yet found the perfect solution to um, uh, recyclable or compostable coffee packaging. But what we are doing is we are working with uh, uh, people called TerraCycle, TerraCycle UK, and uh, people can return our coffee bags to us and we will send them off to this company that will separate out the various materials and ensure that they are repurposed. Um, and they quite often end up sort of random items of garden furniture or other or other things like that. Uh, we have people who send coffee bags back to us regularly from bundles and uh, we gather those up and we also with our wholesale partners we get um, some reuse out of the coffee bags before they finally get recycled we can sort of get two or three uses out of the, out of the coffee bags which is quite nice so we're sort of doing a reduce reuse recycle mm. type scheme i think uh we will get there with the properly recyclable coffee bags but there are a few issues at the moment such as not every local authority accepting them on the curbside so you might end up having to take them somewhere anyway um, and then there are other ones uh, that are sort of naturally compostable some of them take forever to decompost you can dig it up two years later it's still there and then other ones can actually start falling apart while they're still sat on the shelf in the, in the roastery so so, but it would be easy for you to just put a label on, you know, and just tick a box. So you obviously genuinely want to find a We are, yeah. So. We, we want to do that. And we have a number of other things going on with sort of like the other sort of byproducts from coffee. So uh, we have a, there's a coffee shaft, um, which is kind of a sawdust-like material that comes off the coffee bean as it pops in that final phase, phase of the roast. And that is rich in nitrogen, so that can be dug into um, the soil as a kind of a natural compost. Or put onto a compost heap. We also um, and a much nicer smelling compost than the other variety. It does, yeah. Um, it, it, it is very interesting um, consistency. It's also used as bedding. Um, there are some hens here on the campsite that is part of that bedding, and uh, even things like the pallets that the coffee arrives on they're repurposed. The local garden furniture company reuses those. So, yeah, we, we do as many different things as we can. Yeah. It's, it amazes me how much can be done now in terms of recycling. TerraCycle is a brilliant scheme. I was talking to Sarah at Pets Fair in Southborough a few months back, and she uses TerraCycle. It's a brilliant scheme. Yeah, they are specialists in their field, and um, they, they, I think they're really good at kind of bridging that gap um, until we all catch I think... It's a case of kind of science and technology needs to catch up with what the consumer wants to do, wants what he wants to achieve in terms of that end sort of recycling goal. And sort of in the interim, people like TerraCycle are kind of doing a great job. We mentioned earlier about equipment. You stock or you distribute San Remo coffee machines, don't you? Yeah, we are a San Remo uh, distributor. Uh, San Remo, for those who are not familiar with, are a brand of um, commercial coffee machines. Uh, they are manufactured in Milan, um, in Italy, and 
there are a number of different sizes uh, of machine and um, coffee grinders that are installed in uh, coffee shops um, in and around Tunbridge Wells. Some of our customers, such as Daily Bread at Rathcall, have um, one of our San Remo machines there. And um, yeah, I was just down looking at another one yesterday that, that we've applied, and they are um, really um, state-of-the-art pieces of engineering mm. and allow us to to sort of get our you know coffee uh, made in a sort of consistent and, and reliable way yeah they're just for commercial use are they? those are commercial yeah we we don't sort of um, venture into the domestic market of coffee machines uh, there are plenty of other. But you do have brewing there, equipment on the website, don't we you? We do, yeah. So you have we have a few brewing things. Yeah, we stock um, uh, filter cones, aeropresses, um, a few other uh, home brewing methods, and it's something that we're looking to expand as as we go forward. Get a little bit more um, of a range going on there. But we, you know, my my personal choice of sort of brewing at home is is through a filter cone. It's very very easy and. Um, delivers a really clean great tasting cup of coffee they'd make quite a nice gift one of those absolutely yeah we have yeah we have bundled them with coffee from time to time sort of a a little filter cones and filter papers and 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 that just lovely christmas gift now three of your blends have won great taste awards but you're also a taste of kent award finalist yeah this year this year that was this year and um uh, our revived blend um, was was nominated by um, uh, sort of customers, um, sort of people who know us, and we we reached the finals uh, there, um, and that was uh, yeah, it was really nice. Um, didn't quite get there, but you know, it's um, it was uh, you know just again highlights how much people enjoy that. that um, slightly darker roast but still very flavorful mm. and this podcast is going out on a monday but i believe later this week you've also got some exciting award news we do which it, may not be spoken about it's kind of a continuation of um uh, a story of success that we've had with our blend and um yeah very excited about some extra special news coming out along those lines which we will be able to share on Wednesday but currently we're under an embargo uh, so if we look on your social media on Wednesday we should see yes hopefully it'll reach reach you guys without you having to look too hard I am outraged that you haven't even shared with me (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be checking on Wednesday Um, and if members would like to come and see the team at work come and check out the workshop you're hosting a free exclusive member morning next month and i absolutely can't wait it's going to be great to come back yeah. it's on the 23rd of october and it will be from 10 o'clock until 1 p.m there'll be a chance for demo from yourself darren and mm-hmm. a cupping session tell me what what's cupping a cupping is like the official coffee tasting process so um right yeah so we've sort of it's a little bit scientific because it has to be every coffee has to be made the same way, and then that allows you to properly evaluate the differences between different coffees, whether it's taste, aroma, um, aftertaste, mouthfeel, anything like that. But we will 
sort of lay out as many single origin copies as we have to hand um, and we're sort of we have to run this kind of formally so there'll be like two or three sort of time sessions during the course of the morning and um, yeah just get people to sort of it's like people you know coffee doesn't just taste taste like coffee it can taste like all sorts of different things we're reminded of all different things and just get people having a conversation around what they what they're sort of getting from each coffee and it's suddenly quite interesting and I think people are actually quite surprised about the different things that they can that they can taste in, in coffee. Yeah and as you say it, it is a science so it's going to be a really educational and a fun morning Absolutely, and also a great chance to mix with other members which is always fun. Yeah and it's something that and we haven't been able to do for a long time you know it feels like mm. it's probably a couple of years because you know we didn't like we didn't have any warning the pandemic was coming so it's not like we could get a final one in the night before it was uh you know probably been a couple of years since we've had the doors open and had people in here uh, so it's going to be really really exciting it's going to be great and we also have half Bay cookie company joining us for the morning who's also in flimwell we do and um you know cookies and coffee go together you know hand in hand you can't go yeah. wrong yeah so, on a saturday morning yeah. it's going to be fantastic so tickets are now available on Eventbrite, so you can access that through the link in the TN Card social links or go into the website. There's an events section now in the directory. Just check that out. It will click through to Eventbrite and you can secure your free member ticket. Darren, thank you so much for chatting to me today. One last question. I've been smitten has gone from strength to strength since you, you launched. What does the future hold for the team? I think it's um, just we're gonna we're gonna sort of have some exciting um, a new exciting phase of growth within the business. Um, I think there's gonna be more opportunities to enjoy more coffees and sort of reach out to sort of new um, partners, business partners, and individuals who may not have explored our our coffee before. Um, there's certainly, um, you know, career opportunities for for team members, and um, yeah, uh, and hopefully some travel to some coffee destinations as well. So it should should all be good. If you need a buddy for that, I am volunteering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before you go, remind us what reward members can get when they order online from you. So it's quite simple. Just register your TN card with us on our website and uh, we will give you a coupon code that you can use on our online store and that gets you 10% off all coffee on the website. Which is a really generous reward. Thank you, Darren. And thank you so much for taking time out on a busy production day to, to talk to us. It's been really great to catch up and I can't wait for the 23rd of October. Members, put the date in your diary and get your ticket now. Darren, thank you very much. Thank you, Jess. Thank you for joining the TN Catch-Up, exclusively for our TN Car community. We'll be back in two weeks talking to Donna at independent children's footwear and clothing store, Stampede, on Camden Road. Thanks for listening today, and thanks, as always, for being part of our growing community, supporting local in Tunbridge Wells, Tunbridge and Sevenoaks. Thanks again, and stay safe.
This week's TN Card Catch-Up was proudly brought to you by Big Chat Productions. If you'd like to find out how to create your own podcast series, contact us, hello at chattyhatter.com.